Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's going on, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. This is Pretty Dece. And joining me tonight, we have my content director of Pretty Dece, my fiance, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, Jesse, we just got back from watching Spider-Man Homecoming which was quite good. I agree. <laughs> I don't think it's a spoiler alert to say that we enjoyed the film. We did. We did enjoy the film. I, I think for me, let's give a little rundown of my opinion and then we can we can get yours. I loved that this movie uh, was was back to kind of Spider-Man basics. It was it was what the character was when it was first when he first came out. The early issues of Amazing Spider-Man and the early issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, it was a nerdy kid in high school uh, who was really into science, smart enough to make his own web shooters, and got bitten by a radioactive spider and trying to figure out what the heck that means in a world that is that is bigger than him. And it was it's high school issues having kind of just as much weight as supervillain issues, and it's it's those things kind of smashing together, and it's... Peter figuring out how to become a man kind of in the midst of all this stuff happening. You know, we, we've seen a lot of Spider-Man movies, you know, <laughs> recently. We've seen the Tobey Maguires. Uh, we've seen the Andrew Garfields. And, and those have been fine in various cases, but those have been older versions of Peter. Uh, and I, I think this was really cool that we got, like, back to basics, like, super high school, super nerdy Peter Parker. I really enjoyed his t-shirt game and found it to be on point. He had some of the best nerdy t-shirts that I've seen. He did. He really did. I, I thought it was cool. It was like a very 2017 nerdy high schooler where like even his bully, quote unquote, Flash Thompson was like also in there. He's like his like nerdy. Um, what I don't even know what club that was that it was in the movie. Academic bowl. Yeah, it was like academic an academic super bowl. Yeah, it was like a, an academic decathlon team. Even his bully flash was on the decathlon team. So like, it was like it, it did pay like a big nod to like, hey, kids are kind of smart nowadays, and like we don't really have the like classic jock thing going on anymore. Like that's not really like what's cool in high schools now. Uh, so I th- thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, like he, you would be going to high school wearing your like, uh, you know, proton neutron T-shirt because it's it's cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, he did go to a specialized scientific high school, which was pretty neat to see how they kind of played in his love for science into his character as well. Yeah, I think that's something that was missing from a lot of the other adaptions adaptations of Spider-Man for uh, the 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 movie screen is that we lost that aspect of like Peter is kind of a genius, like he he is. Is kind of on a Tony Stark level of like, dude's real smart. <laughs> um, the the whole like designing the web fluid, designing the web shooters thing, like you know the the movies have done like, oh, it's like organic, like it's coming out of himself. He doesn't have to design it. And that was always one of the things I really loved about the comics growing up was that like, no, like he like yeah he got superpowers, but like one of his superpowers is that he's just like a really really smart kid. He was able to like design all this stuff. You know, he was able to like be resourceful and piece it together. Uh, so we like really got a taste of that. Like he he does get the like super fancy suit from Tony, but at the same time, like he was doing all that on his own too. Yeah, and they did a good job of mixing that in without kind of beating the nail on the head, showing right. that he was able to you know solve. Math problems without paying attention, but not making him appear like he was really over eager with his intelligence either at the same time. So right. good mix. It, it it came up where it needed to. Like he like snuck it in like during science class 
and when he got trapped in that room at the one point in the vault he like his way out like he tried he tried brute force that didn't work so eventually he just had to kind of figure out like using a uh, ti-86 calculator <laughs> how to how to basically hack through the security system which i thought was really cool like i really like that aspect of peter uh so it's neat to see like that side of him on the on the big screen I'd say overall they did some really good character development, Mm -hmm. and I did really appreciate their um, choice of an actor that they had playing the role. I thought that uh, this may be my favorite Peter Parker. Yeah, I think Tom Holland, like, he brings, like, a just pure joy to the character that I think I think Andrew Garfield did a really good job at that I think Andrew Garfield's big negative for me as Peter Parker was that he came off as like too cool where you know I think he he brought like a real sincerity to Spider-Man but his the high school aspect of him he was just he was just way too over the top cool and I think Tom Holland here does a really good job of like being super awkward around girls and like you know like like pining for Liz across the lunchroom and stuff like he he pulls that off very effectively while also like having that like child childlike joy as he as he you know figures out how spider-man uh, behaves and stuff yeah i thought i thought it was really good i think overall the casting was really great yeah his best friend was also a really good part in the movie he had mm-hmm. um some good lines here and there some um really enjoyable enjoyable aspects that he brought to it yeah i i think it's cool especially kind of in a in a high school setting i think it's really cool to pair uh peter up with a sidekick like because a lot of spider-man is very solitary if you kind of think about it it's him keeping the secret from everyone so it's cool that they gave him a best buddy who finds out really early on uh because then it gave the movie kind of a like Stranger Things feel to it, where it was just like these kids trying to like solve these adult problems that you know they're thrust into. So it was, it was cool that he had somebody that was like backup, which I thought was a really really well written aspect of the movie. I think that you know the rest of the characters were really good too. Like Liz was, I think, a, a good choice for just like that just like perfect girl that of course Peter would like fall in love with. Um, I like what they've done with Aunt May. I like that she's kind of sassy and young and fun. Um, so she, she didn't get really a ton of screen time in the movie, but I thought she was really good. Um, I, I also really liked that we didn't dwell on his origin. Like we mentioned like, Oh, you got bit by a spider. Okay. Yeah. And then like, that was kind of it. Like everyone knows how Spider-Man came to be. Like, let's just jump into it. And I thought that was cool. Yeah. They didn't spend a lot of time retelling the aspects of the Spider-Man story that everyone's already familiar with. They yeah. really got to the guts of it. Definitely. Uh, th- there's a, there's a big spoiler in the middle, which will lead us into talking about the vulture, but we find, we find something out about the vulture. We won't get get deep into it, but basically, there's a section where they kind of blindside you with some information that is just creates like this insane tension. Like you don't see it coming when it happens. You're just like, "Are you kidding me?" I thought it was a dream sequence for a second when it was going on. It was palpable in the theater. You could really feel people kind of tense up during that moment. Yeah, yeah. Because um, so it's kind of them breaking from the the comic storyline a little bit. They're they're kind of reconnecting some lines to to make the story flow a little bit better. But when it happens, yeah, because it's different than what happens in the comics, it it will just like it will shock you. It's really really cool. I love how they kind of tied some things together there. Um, and yeah, let's talk about the vulture. How how did you feel about Michael Keaton as as the main villain here? I thought Michael Keaton nailed it thought he was very believable i think that his sort of origin story made him um gave him a little bit more depth maybe than just that pure villain sort of character 
and uh, you really understood why he was doing what he was doing and how he became the man that he was by the time we saw him in the film. Yeah, it was cool. So the movie opens with kind of a a setup, kind of an origin story sort of for the Vulture and how we got here. So it starts with a scene that sort of starts him down the criminal path and then cuts to eight years later. So then he like kind of is full-blown criminal at that point. This organization has been going on for a while. And that was super effective. So like you understand his, his motivations going into it. And I think at various points in this movie, they do a really good job of painting it as kind of a um, us versus them, like the 99% versus the 1% thing. Because it's like, hey, we're just trying to support our families. Like we're we're just doing what we can do. He 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 gives a speech to Peter late in the movie about like Tony doesn't care about you. Like you know he doesn't care about the little guys like us. Like sure we we build their roads and we do stuff for them, but they don't care. Uh, so we just got to do what needs to be done. We have to feed our families. And like it, it, I love a villain that you can like kind of wrap your brain around their motivations and kind of think like I don't know maybe he's right like this you know it's not that it's not that far of a stretch to see how someone would get to that point uh, and I thought they did a really really nice job of like tracing that line for us I would like to talk a little bit about your pure joy when Donald Glover appeared on the screen. <laughs> I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about what his role was. It's no secret I'm a massive Donald Glover fan, a fanboy of Donald Glover. <laughs> uh, I love everything he does. Uh, of course, big fan from Community, big fan from Atlanta, big fan of his music. Just everything he's ever in is, is always amazing. So in this movie, it's really interesting. So he plays kind of a small bit role in this movie. And we've talked about it on pretty decent uh, in, in the past as well but basically his his role is he's kind of this uh kind of MacGuffin character where Peter has to interrogate him at some point which that scene is one of the best scenes in the movie it's very short but it, it's really really good uh, but the character that Donald Glover plays is actually if you look up that character's name is the Prowler so later on that character becomes the Prowler if you don't know who the Prowler is the Prowler is kind of a cat burglar type character, so think like Catwoman in DC Comics, where, yeah, they're a criminal, but they operate on kind of a moral ground, and they'll help out the good guys on occasion. So in the comics at various points, the Prowler has had, like, like kind of tenuous, like, working relationships with Spider-Man. Like, they've kind of been buddies at points here and there. So that might be, like, setting up for future movies where Donald Glover's going to come back and actually he's going to have kind of the Prowler suit on. Or it could have just been kind of a cool nod to fans. But uh, I really like that they tied that in. There's even a point where that character is trying to buy these weapons. And at one point they mentioned, like, oh, we've got these, like, anti-grav climbing kits. And he was like, oh, climbing kits, which, if you know, the Prowler has these claws that lets him climb up walls. So that was, like, a really cool nod to, like, kind of what the character eventually becomes. I loved that. I loved how they kind of, like, wove those things into the movie where if you know a little bit more in the backstory there was a lot there for you to kind of dive into but yeah overall you know i love that i love the spider-man spider-man movie was like super street level they kept they kept referencing that right like you need to just stay low to the ground right there's avenger problems and then there's spider-man problems and i think that's the cool thing like when when you get to the avengers movies right like the first avengers movie is a perfect example they had to create something so huge for the avengers to take care of that they literally had to have an alien invasion in the middle of a giant you know city uh in order to bring these characters together so it's neat to see like someone like the vulture 
be such a huge, terrifying aspect of a film again, uh, because they did, it is kind of all low level, it is street level. You do care about things on a, a micro level versus a macro level with a film like this. So it's cool to kind of see that get reeled in and see that matter again. Yeah, I really enjoyed that as well, that he was able to kind of be kind of like a beat cop almost running around the streets, (laughs) giving old ladies directions, things like that. And um, when it came to the end, that was a really cool turn as well. Don't want to give away Mm -hmm. spoilers, but also really, really cool that, you know, you you have a character like the Vulture. So, so, so often in comics, you know, it's just kind of a contrivance of comics that certain villains belong to certain heroes, right? Like uh, the Joker is Batman's, Um, someone like the Vulture is spider-mans and it's just that's how it always is and if it was real life that's not how it would be right it would be like hey i'm robbing a bank whoever shows up first fights me it's not like it'll always be spider-man um this was really neat that like they because they painted it as like well okay yeah like it's it is kind of street level the avengers are off doing other things it was very justified that like the vulture would have this vendetta against spider-man because yeah spider-man's the only one who's messing up his plans like every time so it was really cool by the end when they just had this kind of blood feud going on between them uh very very neat yeah. uh, i really enjoyed watching spider-man just find his voice as a superhero throughout the film yeah definitely yeah <laughs> i think like the, the donald glover scene is like a really good example of that where donald glover this is in the trailer as well tells him like you gotta get better at this part of the job like this is just not cutting it here where he literally has to find his voice <laughs> he literally has to find his voice exactly but again lots of really cool setup um you know we got uh some hints at the scorpion coming up so i don't know if you noticed the the guy at the end the the and who who was the, who, the guy who they were selling the guns to mac gargan he later becomes the scorpion in marvel comics um so we're setting that up for the next uh the next movie very very excited about that we won't spoil it but the very end teaser stay until after the credits because it is one of the best like end credits things that marvel has ever done it's it's so funny yeah there's definitely two of them so make sure you stay for both it'll definitely be worth your while so i loved the movie this was uh this was a fantastic movie i'm gonna be gushing about this for days for sure it was worth staying up past midnight for and i'm saying that as a person that likes to go to bed at 9 30 (laughs) exactly so spider-man we give it the pretty decent stamp of approval (laughs) 